When he was praying, he said from 15, My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you send me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may truly be sanctified. I think we are living in a time where the people with the word and the people without the word are being separated. In the times of crisis, in the times of what's happening amongst us, in the time of what's happening outside in the world, as the people who've got the word, how do we react? Are we reacting according to how the world is reacting? Or are we reacting according to where we came from? Yes, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Our King, Jesus Christ, is sitting in the heavens. He's the Alpha, is the Omega. He sees what's happening from the beginning. He sees what's happening in the end. So we've got an advantage because we've got inside information. God gives us inside information that when all these things happen, we are not caught by surprise. So when all this turmoil happens, when all this crisis happens, we are not caught by depression. We are not caught by sadness. But because we have the truth, we rejoice instead. And also in John 17 from 33 said, I've told you these things so that you, you may have peace. In this world we have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. How encouraging is that? So this is just a reminder to remind each and every one of us today, where do we come from? We are in this world, but we are not of this world. So in every reaction to whatever is happening around us, let it be an opportunity for us to attract other people in the way that we behave, in the way that we react. In this time where there is hopelessness, where there is grief, where there is uncertainty, anxiety, depression, may we be the people who are found with love. Maybe with the people who are found with joy. Maybe with the people who are reacting in the opposite way so that we can lead other people out there who are confused to the word. And in term, we lead them to our Lord Jesus Christ. When, you, when we first become Christians, there's an amazing experience that takes place, and I'm talking about myself. Something happens, and because it's so wonderful, you want it to carry on. But little do we realize at the time that little times of testing come along the way. And I found this in my own life. And one of the greatest testings was when I was working in Newcastle. And there was a manager of a company who was having an affair with his secretary. And the rumors went round to try and stop what this man was doing. And I just become a new Christian. And, and I, I didn't quite know how to tackle the situation, but this, what, this is how God works. But 
the affair got worse and the rumours got worse. And in the end, I was asked to do a project with the company for 1.2 million rands to upvamp one of the areas. And I had a big argument with him. And it was such a heated argument that I began to see what he was doing and the kind of man he was. And inside me, there was this almost hatred. And it worried me. And about two nights after that, the Lord said to me, pray for this man. I said, no, Lord, out of the question. This man's evil. Look what he's doing. Pray for him. And I had great difficulty. You are sure I was tossing and turning the whole night. Pray for him. No, Lord, no, I don't want to pray for this man. He's, he's going into the pit of hell. Anyway, suddenly I got this peace. And to cut a long story short, I eventually left. Four years later, four years to the day, and here's the thing. I was cutting my grass in Gauteng, and the Lord said to me, I want you to go to the Christian center, which is a Hatfield, the old Hatfield church in, in, in uh, Gauteng. And I knew by then that I had to listen quietly to God. So I said to Cheryl, we've got to go to church. But it's half an hour's way. I mean, it's a long way. We've got to go to church. We got in the car the following morning, and we arrived at the church. And at that time, Pastor Ed was uh, extending his, his uh, church, and they were worshipping in a huge tent. Now, I'm waiting with a spirit of anticipation. Why did God want me to go to the church? So he's listening, and my ears are wide opening. I'm looking to see what the pastor's going to say. Nothing. And we waited. Hour and a half service, nothing. And I looked at Cheryl. Cheryl looked at me. But there was still that spirit of anticipation. And then they announced they were going to baptize 12 people. So we waited. First person, young, lovely young girl came forward. She was baptized. Two, three, four. When they got to the twelfth person, out from the stage in this white robe came this manager, the one that God asked me to pray for. He didn't recognize me, but I just knew I had to go up and speak to him. And we stood close to each other. I looked into his eyes and he looked into me. And he said, I've come a long way, haven't I, babe? <laughs> and we gave each other a hug. And you know, there's a lovely scripture in 1 Corinthians 1, chapter 13, all about love. And where love conquers, it overpowers this and that. And, and I suddenly realized the tremendous love God has for everyone. And there he was, totally transformed and born again. And I, I don't say it was only my prayer, but God showed me something there. Sometimes when you pray for someone... He means it. <laughs> there you go. Um, earlier on the word came about being in the world but not of the world. And I just want to read this, which I take to heart very, very much in my own life. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither depth nor life nor angels, nor principalities, 
nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Live loved. Morning, Sarepta. It's my... It's my honor to say, God is good. It's uh, I actually argue a couple of times to say that I will be standing in this pulpit and sharing, but I think I went and prayed a couple of times and I said, you know, if Lord, in your will, you want me to stand here, I will do to honor you, not for the man. And I'm, I'm standing here because I do trust God, not with my own ability and with my own strength, but it's because of Him. And I want to say clear again, I do not want to get the glory, but I want to give the glory to Him. And I want to lift His name in this morning higher, and I do trust Him. I just want to feel like opening in prayer. They've been gathering with us and just sharing the word of the Lord. I think we come into this space so we can live with something in our heart. And I pray that we may not leave this room empty, but we may have something to give to other people. So I think let's just take the moment and pray for those people that have been affected by COVID. And let's pray for KZN as it seems like it's a high rise of the COVID. But I do know that our God is our healer. And I just want to pray for the protection over this church in this time. That the Lord may may protect his people. So I just want to pray. Father, we know. When we come to you, you are the God of healer. Lord, we just call all the names that have been affected by COVID. People that are sitting in bed right now. Lord, my wife had COVID before. And she came out of, we have seen Noctula. And we say you can do it again, Lord. Lord, we ask your healing right now. Touch them. Father, we pray for South Africa. We pray for KZN as the numbers are rising. Father, the doctors and the nurses, they try all means. But Lord, when we call you, you are the big doctor. Jesus, heal this nation. We ask that Corona is not from you, but we know it's from the evil one. So we ask in Jesus' name, it must go. We pray for protection for our families, for the workplace, and we ask to cover them with the blood of Jesus. We call you Lord. I even pray for those who are not well here, 
I ask them to heal them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, it's been a very interesting chapter that we've been looking at Nehemiah. And I'm very delighted to say to the church that when I look at Nehemiah chapter 3, when I've been told to preach about it, I said, Lord, why do you are given such a big task to preach over this type of a chapter? Because the whole of the chapter has got full of names. And it's got full of events and the places. And which is my ability and in terms of my English and I said to Lord, you know what? I'm so delighted because I got to actually spend time on that chapter. And one thing that Lord spoke to me, it's actually, it's all about people gathered together. It's not just a one-man standing show. Yes, we know, we acknowledge Nehemiah is the person that is being there to say he's going to take this whole thing as a rebuilding, but it's actually got so many names to work on that. I'm so pleased about that. And when I look at that situation now, and I wanted to put it in the content of Sarepta Church, we don't see Nehemiah there mentioned in that chapter 3 what he is supposed to be doing. But we can see in chapter 2 where Greg shared Nehemiah and he read that chapter and that Nehemiah had a burden of the Jerusalem to be built around. He had a burden. And I think we have to have a burden for the kingdom. If we want to see the kingdom going, we have to take initiative and we have to do something about it because there's something that obvious, I think Nehemiah talking to the king and say, you know, this should happen. He just did not fold the hands I think he took some practicalities of the things that needed to be done. And I wanted to say I needed to honor the people of Sarepta who have run this race for 50 years. And if it wasn't for you guys around, I think God used you to reach to other people. And the Lord will continue to use you for the next 50 years again. And I don't know how many of you still got more 50 years to live. But if you do, I want to bless you because we are still looking at you guys. And I want to say, I do not have an ability to be leading the church, but I appreciate the wisdom that I found for everyone around here. I went at Court World, we had a, a meeting of about this looting and everything, so they asked me to go and preach there. One thing that I told them, I said, it wasn't the guns that stopped the looting. It was us, as the ministers, going to the people of Stockville, going to the people of Embo, and tell them, I say, guys, the people are having guns there. You must stop that. And then some of them, we have to minister to them and tell them, you know, Christ is the one that is going to help you on this time. And I even make an opposition about that. I said, we needed to loot in the word of the Lord. 
The word of the Lord is the one that will give us a better direction. I think we're going to seek into him now. I want us to read chapter 3 of Nehemiah. I would like if any volunteer will read that. You put your reading glasses. Well done, Amanda. Because I've said it, it's got full of names. But I'm very happy if anyone can go through to that. Builders of the Wall. Eliashib the high priest and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. They dedicated it and set its doors in place, building as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated, and as far as the Tower of Hananel. The men of Jericho built the adjoining section, and Zakur, son of Imri, built next to them. The fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hasinah. They laid its beams and put its doors and bolts and bars in place. Miramoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hakoz, repaired the next section. Next to him was Meshulam, son of Berechiah, the son of Meshazabel, made repairs. And next to him, Zadok, son of Barna, also made repairs. The next section was repaired by the men of Tekoa, but their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under their supervisors. The Jashana gate was repaired by Joada, son of Pasea, and Meshulam, son of Besodea. They laid its beams and put its doors and bolts and bars in place. Next to them, repairs were made by the men from Gibeon and Mizpah, Melatia of Gibeon and Jadon of Merinoth, places under the authority of the governor of Trans-Euphrates. Uziel, son of Harahiah, one of the goldsmiths, repaired the next section, and Hananiah, one of the perfume makers, made repairs next to that. They restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Repahiah, son of Hur, ruler of the half-district of Jerusalem, repaired the next section. Adjoining this, Jediah, son of Harumap, made repairs opposite his house, and Hattush, son of Hashabeniah, made repairs next to him. Malkijah, son of Harim, and Hashub, son of Pahath Moab, repaired another section, and the Tower of the Ovens, Shalom, son of Haloshesh, ruler of the Hasp district of Jerusalem, repaired the next section with the help of his daughters. The valley gate was repaired by Hanun and the residents of Zanoa. They rebuilt it and put its doors and bolts and bars in place. They also repaired 500 yards of the wall as far as the dung gate. The dung gate was repaired by Malkijah, son of Rechab, ruler of the district of Beth Hakarim. He rebuilt it and put its doors and bolts in place, and bars in place. The fountain gate was repaired by Shalun, son of Kol Hosea, ruler of the district of Mizpah. 
He rebuilt it, roofing it over and putting its doors and bolts and bars in place. He also repaired the wall of the pool of Siloam by the king's garden as far as the steps going down from the city of David. Beyond him, Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, ruler of a half-district of Bethzur, made repairs up to a point opposite the tombs of David, as far as the artificial pool and the house of the heroes. Next to him, the repairs were made by the Levites under Rehum, son of Bani. Beside him, Hashabiah, ruler of half the district of Kela, carried out repairs for his district. Next to him, the repairs were made by their countrymen under Benui, son of Henadad, ruler of the other half district of Kela. Next to him, Asa, son of Yeshua, ruler of Mizpah, repaired another section from a point facing the ascent to the armory as far as the angle. Next to him, Baruch, son of Zabai, zealously repaired another section from the angle to the entrance of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. Next to him, Miramoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hakoz, repaired another section from the entrance of Eliashib's house to the end of it. The repairs next to him were made by the priests from the surrounding region. Beyond them, Benjamin and Hashub made repairs in front of their house. And next to them, Azariah, son of Maseah, the son of Ananiah, made repairs beside his house. Next to him, Binui, son of Henadad, repaired another section from Azariah's house to the angle and the corner. And Palal, son of Uzai, worked opposite the angle and the tower, projecting from the upper palace near the court of the guard. Next to him, Pediah, son of Parosh, and the temple servants living on the hill of Ophel, made repairs up to a point opposite the water gate, toward the east and the projecting tower. Next to them, the men of Tekoa repaired another section from the great projecting tower to the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests made repairs, each in front of his own house. Next to them, Zadok, son of Emma, made repairs opposite his house. Next to him, Shemaiah, son of Shekiniah, the guard at the east gate, made repairs. Next to him, Hananiah, son of Shelemiah, and Hamin, the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another section. Next to them, Meshulam, son of Berakah, made repairs opposite his living quarters. Next to him, Malkijah, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs as far as the house of the temple servants and the merchants, opposite the inspection gate, and as far as the room above the corner, and between the room above the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and merchants made repairs. Anyone just want to pray after this word? It also came to me that everybody, everybody did their bit. Everybody did their bit of building. So it became one unit of repairing. 
the walls and the breaches. So Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, help us to take from this scripture. Help us to search us, Lord, to know where can we fit in. Father, I just pray that for each and every of this name that has been participating on this chapter, it took some action for them to do. So, Lord, I ask right now, everybody in sitting here, that you may search their heart and where they can find the joy of participating in your kingdom. Build your church. We call you right now, build your church, Lord. Lord, we, we want to trust you, God, right now. Build your church. When we say build your church, we're not talking about the physical of the building, but Lord, build us as well. Search us, Lord. Where we go wrong, we ask for repentance and we say, we ask for forgiveness. Help us, Lord, to channel your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Father, Abba, I call you right now. Lord, you have done it for many years. We have seen Paul writing to the church when they went wrong. And but Lord, we just come to you, search us, Lord. And give us the way forward as we heard your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, this is, I did not want it to be very long. I will be very sweet and short because I think everybody is hungry, need to go and eat the lunch. But I have a few things in the title of this message when I look at this. And actually, the Lord actually put a strange word into my heart when I was praying and asking, Lord, what should I preach about over this? There's a few um, lines that I'll go through quickly before we go, but the word that is, was in my mind, it's actually VIP. And when I was thinking about VIP, and it was very strange. <laughs> and actually, I was just sharing after the prayer with Greg that, and I said, probably be I can change that. And when I had VIP, VIP is a very important person. The abbreviation, if the English. But for me, it's about vision in prayer. The way we're going to complete, I see on this chapter, Nehemiah, it's repeatedly Thank you, Amanda, for your reading. Can you please give him a big applause? Amazing. You're just an amazing teacher, is she? Yeah? Every on that chapter says, next to him. Next to him. If you're looking up at next to him, 
that something they were not doing it alone, but there was someone next to him. It caught me a lot. When you have a vision, there will be someone next to you in that vision. And that vision as well, it's not just as a human being if I'm talking to you. It's actually God is next to you as well. When you have a vision, God will never leave you. God will be with you. So, with that preparation, I said, we needed to have a time of prayer. Of the few practicalities of going forward to expand the kingdom. And actually, I was looking at this, I said, God, how do I handle this? Peace under pressure. When, how can you have peace in, under the pressure? Because I don't want it to be a pleaser of the man, but I want it to be the pleaser of the God himself. Why I am going through this? I'm tired on the inside. And I have that moment where I'm like, I'm really in tired. When you're tired, you, you go empty. You run empty. But I thank everyone that has been praying for me. And how do I have an honest talk with God? Really going to Him honestly. And the enemy only attacks what is valuable. The enemy does not attack what is not valuable. At the end, I have this. God is not just calling me, but he's calling you as well. I see Exodus chapter 4 verse 1. Moses I actually been walking in the character of Moses these days. Moses has no clue what to do. He actually really and I remember God even showing him said you've got the stick on your hands make a use of that now. What do you have in your hand? And this is what has been going through, I think, everybody in this time. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? And I wanted to highlight that what if the doubting mind. And sometimes when you have that doubtful mind, it's not from God but it's from the enemy. And I want to say, standing up boldly and encouraging everybody, God is going to do it. But it's going to be us say we want it clear to hear from Him. 
And I encourage everybody here, when you hear from God, share with us. And we've got three things that I've realized that we gather so we can exalt Jesus Christ. We grow because we are becoming like Jesus. We give because we want to serve Him. And we go. I think the most important part, we spend a lot of time at the workplace, in the ministry. We don't just happens the gathering here, but the ministry happens out there. And I want to realize, when we gather here, we wanted to exalt Jesus Christ. And from the gathering point of view, and this is the prayer that I wanted for everyone I'm asking that we can have a VIP session on Tuesdays, which is Vision in Prayer. 6 p.m., we're not going to have it here. I believe we can have it at our home. Set the time. 6 p.m. on Tuesday, just to pray over this thing for Sarepta. Let's pray for the worship. I believe the worship, it is something that is stirring the church to go. Let's pray for the worship team. I've been asking the, some people from YWAM, young worship leaders, to come and serve. And they said, they're not going to immediately do that, but they're going to pray to God. To be part of this. On Monday people. There are people who have agreed to be on worship team. But they are actually praying. And I think whenever when we have a vision. It's not we rushing things. But we are actually waiting on God by himself. Let's pray. For the preaching of the word of the Lord. We needed to have the weight in this time. What is going to sustain us is not to hear from the world, but is to hear what God is saying. Let's pray for that. For the provision that there will be people that will rise and actually give us what the Lord is calling us to do. And just the practicality. We need someone to be in the office. Administrator who will be coordinating of what is happening here on Sunday. We, we had Val. I think everybody remember Val. And, but we just need those things the Lord to answer those prayers. And we will look at the vision of way forward in Sarepta. But I actually say that we do have a way forward, but this is the practicalities 
of we looking at worship and the preach and someone to be in the office, administrator. And we're asking for the provision from God. I want to trust God. We needed to have a vision and a provision. But the vision comes with trusting God. I want to close. Uh, administrator, worship, preach. Yes. Oh, okay. Together, exalt Jesus. Grow, become like Jesus. Give, serve Jesus. Go and make disciples of the nations. Thank you. So, I don't want to do this by myself. But I want us to find where we're fitting in this. I think when you look at Nehemiah there, he had the plan and the vision. I think he went and spoke to the king and said, okay, this is what we're going. And if you look, interestingly, yeah, everybody they were building next to their home. It wasn't far away. I think we're going to do the same. We're going to build next to us. I want us to take that moment on Tuesday and pray for those things. And we're going to see God coming through. And we're going to really honor Him. And as well, I think just a quick thing is to see a young people be involved as well. We want to see the guys who have been in this race, we're going to them asking for the wisdom as well. And I'm very honored to see Elijah doing the sound there as well. Well done. We want to see more young people. Tim is not young anymore. He's got too many babies. (laughs) Tapiwe. See, Patrick, we see a lot of young life here who are full of Jesus Christ. But we need a protection and pray over them. We see faith there. There's so many ways we can give. Knock to us. And I want to say thank you as well, Rob, for running the race. If it wasn't for you coming to the ministry, I still serving in Stockville because it, somebody touched my heart. So we wanted to give back what God has given us. We are not there to hold what you've been given, but we have to pass it to another people. Pray for the Sunday school teacher, but I will give you a feedback every Tuesday on the WhatsApp, which is Janet studied the friend of Sarepta, to what should we be praying for continuously? I think everything we're going to be doing, it will be covered in prayer. 
I want to close in prayer. And I'm saying, I'm not going to let you hear because I'm hungry. But I want to look to God. So let's just bow our head and just really honor Him. Lord Jesus, we look to you in this morning. Lord, you spoke, you said, let be the son, and there was a son. Father, we pray for these few practicalities, things that we talk about in this morning. We pray about the administrator in the office, that you will provide the right people to be there. Lord, we pray about the preaching of your word that will have the people who are fully in love of you. We pray for the worship, Lord, that you know when it comes to worship that we don't want to worship for the men, but we want to worship for you, God. So, Lord, I just pray for this morning that we had that there was next to him. I pray, Lord, there will be uniting, will be united in this time. Lord, we will do this for your glory, not for the men. Lord, we pray that help us to find the areas where we can serve you, Lord. I pray that each gap that is missing that can be fulfilled to extend your kingdom. And Lord, we exalt you in this morning and say how great you are. And I want to thank you, God, for the children that will be raising them in Sunday school here, Lord. Lord, you said, let the children come to me because the kingdom they are. So we come to you as well like children as well, Lord. Lord, we want more of you and we invite you to come in this place, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Move among us. Let's just pray. We need you, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come on, let's raise, let's raise his name. Let's just pray. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Oh, no, 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 no.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That you're moving among in this place right now. Have your way, Lord. 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 Take us, Lord. You're the one that knows everything about us right now. Thank you, Lord. You said that you will never leave us, but you will leave us with the comforter. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're comforting us right now. Right now, Lord. We need more of you, Lord. More. More of you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Jesus, help us that we may not sit in the comfort zone because we just do things the way it used to be done. Lord, we need a revelation of you, Lord. We need more of you, God. Help us that we may not be comfortable because we just come to church. But help us to live full of you. Lord, you the one give us strength. I thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.